0: Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. This is your host, Paul Arnold, and I'm with my good buddy, Ernest Watts, from Rockingham, North Carolina, who just had the audacity to tell me that last weekend, when it was cold and shivery up in Michigan, where I live, he was sitting on the beach watching NFL football on his phone. Ernest, Ernest, did you have to tell me that?
1: was it though, Yakov Smirnoff used to say, what a country, isn't that it, the old, the old uh... Russian comic is. I'm 63, and I never thought we'd get to the point where I could sit and watch HD NFL games and watch the waves come in. It truly, we live in a wondrous time. And as much as we complain about stuff, it is is a miracle that an image from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, can bounce to my phone.
0: Yeah, yeah. People are wondering, did you see the red jeep in the in the waves down there?
1: No, that's long gone. That actually has been sold. Uh, There was a, uh, they did a fundraising event, which people, you know, it is nice how you think when people take situations like that, stuff we make fun of, they they usually turn around and and use it for a good cause. And so they turned around that and had a fundraising and, and put it up for bid. It
0: was on a Christmas parade. And if you don't know what we're talking about during the last hurricane season, Somebody decided to borrow their brother's Jeep, drive down, look at the hurricane coming in, and went in too far, and then left the Jeep there, and it just became a sort of a meme. But anyways, we're talking sports. Somehow, someway, we're talking sports, and this is the most wonderful time of the year. There's so much football on. And Ernest, the latest um, headline leads to a bunch of other good discussion, and that headline is, the Seattle Seahawks are close to signing beast mode, Marshall yeah. Lynch. He's 33 years old. He rushed for a whopping 376 yards and three touchdowns last year in six games for the Raiders. If Marshall Lynch can come back, who else could come back,
1: Ernest? You know, there used to be, he's back in the 80s, he used to talk about Jim Brown. And for those of you under the age of 60, Jim Brown was one of the top five players. NFL players of all time. I mean, he actually averaged seven yards a carry and he quit at the height of his career at age 30. This is back when they played 12 games a season. He'd rush for a thousand yards and he quit because he got into a dispute because he was in the Magnificent uh, Seven. The movie. The movie. And they wouldn't let him come into training camp two weeks late. They said you had to walk off the movie. Well, he was making more movie off money off the movie there, and they used to always talk about and he was serious about coming back at age 50 with the Raiders yeah. now now football's different now I just I don't think if Lynch gets over 30 yards I would be highly surprised
0: well Jason Witten came back after a year in the booth I mean they might have kicked him out of the booth and he hasn't helped the Cowboys that much and we know Gronk is not coming back he had a lot of Interviews on Sixty Minutes or other places, saying that mentally he was in a dark place. He needed to get away, either from football or injuries or Belichick. I don't know which one of the three. So, hey, can you think of anybody who's recently retired that could come back?
1: You know, Whitten had a full camp, so that helps in that respect. I wonder if they're going to pay Lynch and Skittles. Do you think so? Just you know, paying the life, <laughs> life Skittles. A player who's they give him a to-
0: golf cart. So he can drive yeah. around afterwards. Yeah,
1: kickers and punters do that all the time. You know, that's that's a little different. A player that comes on in the middle of the season is then is effective. I can't think of anybody's ever pulled that off, not in the last thirty years. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's it's just it's the physicality of it. And those guys will say they will come back and they're but, and guys have taken a year off. I mean. One that really leaps because it was in our backyard was Reggie White. Took a year off and came back with the Panthers. And he was a shadow of what he was. It's not only a year over. it's, I mean, the year off, it's a year older. You know, running backs when they get past 30 are just not effective.
0: Unless unless you're
1: playing for the Buffalo Bills. You played some college
0: sports, right? Yeah.
1: Well, in Mural, yes.
0: Oh, uh wow. but um, when were you in your lifetime when you've gotten older? When did you realize there's no chance I could go back and walk on on a college team or there's no way I could go on a semi pro team? When, when was that?
1: Boy, I was probably 21. I mean, I, I still like I beat my 16 year old grandson in basketball over the summer one on one. But well, tripping doesn't it, count,
0: Ernest. You can't trip I don't
1: the kid. Cheat? You body what up? You say on all these podcasts, everybody cheats. Everybody cheats. I might body up. You know, you oh, body you me. do a Charles Barkley? I'm more like Shaq. More like Shaq in that respect. Uh, no, age 21, I knew it. I mean, everybody had those delusions of grandeur, and you know, they would be athletes like I mean, the one in my lifetime that that really got a lot of old men. Feeling well was George Blanda. Back in 1970, George Blanda won five games for the uh, Oakland Raiders
0: as quarterback. And he was,
1: yeah, they quarterback at age 44, and actually played till he was 47. Well, you're not. We're not
0: talking about the ultimate comeback, and that's your buddy Michael Jordan. I mean, he left to play pro ball. He came back to play for the Wizards. Do you even count? the years he played for the Wizards. I mean, first he, had, he played for the Bulls. I should take that back. And then he played later for the Wizards.
1: I mean, he had to reinvent his game. He had to become, he, he was very, very, that fallback jumper. But, you know, when he took off the 18 months of, in that period with the Bulls, you got to remember that when he came back in the middle of the year, they lost in playoffs to the Magic. And he wasn't quite the same player. He had to reinvent himself and become more of a post player. He wasn't the outside shot that he was prior to taking that time off. I mean, if a player can reinvent himself and, and get muscular, but that, that's kind of hard. I know Warren Moon played, and, and Tom Brady, you look at what he's doing at his age, even though I, I've seen more of his loss of skill this year than I think past years.
0: Well, Sometimes you wonder if they took like half the year off. I've heard arguments that because Drew Brees missed some games earlier in the year, uh, and Teddy Bridgewater came in, that actually has helped Brees to be sharper now. And I sort of get that. Um, so I, the question is, will the NFL add another game or two and give them a, another bye week? That's, will that help the quality of the NFL go
1: up? I think they're going to do both. Uh, they're going to get it past the Players Association, and they'll, I think they'll cut back to two exhibition games.
0: So Thank what you. you'll be looking
1: at is is actually a, a difference of one less scrimmage they'll participate in. Yeah. Well, the uh, game
0: the game last night against the Cowboys and the Eagles, uh, Ertz, the tight end of the Eagles, on the first plays he caught a ball over the middle, and the Cowboys defensive back hit him in the ribs with his helmet. And he played the rest of the game with a fractured rib. Can you think of anything more painful than that?
1: That whole, uh, whole Eagles team is a traveling mash unit from Jackson on in and the wide receivers they've lost. Uh, you know, the story, we've heard it a thousand times, and it's, it's the most brutal that I remember, is Ronnie Lott having the top of his finger cut off.
0: Ooh, how about Joe Theismann in his leg?
1: Yeah, but he didn't play. That was the last play he ever participated in. He never came back on the field. Ronnie Lott had the top of his finger cut off, had it bandaged, and went back into the field <laughs> in the same game. Yeah, what kind um, of pain medicine did they give that dude? I was I was gonna say that's well that was back in the eighties, so all kind of stuff was legal at that time. That's gotta be the most brutal. I mean, there's guys, uh Fred Jack Youngblood for the Rams played with a broken leg. When the Rams went to the Super Bowl, uh-huh. I won't say eighty against the the Steelers. Young Bud broke his leg, I think, in the first round of the playoffs. And to this day, the the uh, Rams, the L.A. Rams, then had the worst record of any Super Bowl participant. They were nine and seven in the regular season. Their quarterback was Roman Gabriel, Vincent Fermagallo. Oh yeah,
0: not that from the yeah.
1: Canadian Football League and Nebraska, and he broke his. He broke the tibula of his leg. Ooh, this is getting first gruesome. Of and we, better, he, we, he, we he, move
0: okay. on. We don't want to gross out, the, unless you're a nurse.
1: Such in the holiday season, yes, yes, yeah. I mean, there's some. You see, the Ronnie Lot thing has always been the worst to me because I'm I'm kind of funny about. Losing my fingers, that's why I'm not a diabetic. But go ahead,
0: I almost did lose my tip of my finger. That's Christmas colors are red and green. Your face goes green when you see how much blood you're losing. So, anyways, um, I thought maybe we could do some of the early awards for NFL and then we'll get to some Christmas traditions. Last week we did a holiday special with cookies and movies and things that we compared, and so I thought maybe we could do some predictions. The first one, Ernest, is I'm gonna give you six coaches and i wanted to ask you what's your top coach of the year and what's your second to the top all right okay so i almost want to say and call this the karnak the magnificent uh segment but there's most people out there would not get that at all
1: so i don't do that may the flying finger of fate <laughs> yeah, don't do that don't do the karnak impression go ahead
0: all right that's so johnny a carson johnny Show. carson way before, before jimmy time. fallon before, before, before leno. jay leno yes um okay, so the top 5 are Andy Reid with the Chiefs, Mike Tomlin with the Steelers, Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers, Matt LaFleur from the Packers, and John Harbaugh with the Ravens. Out of those 5, who do you think will win or should win the coach of the year?
1: Tomlin should get it because when you look at that team, uh it's it's you know, you got a quarterback from uh Little old, what's what's the school in Alabama? It's where Bobby Bowden played at. The the little old private school. Uh, The Duck quarterback, who's a world champion Duck caller. And Juju Smith's about... No, no, Furman's in South Carolina. Uh, Sanford. Yeah, Sanford. Quarterback from Sanford. 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 Undrafted quarterback, rookie quarterback. And then on the verge, now they're probably going to get aced out because the Titans will probably... Win because uh, Texans are not going to play any of their starters, but I would say Tomlin, but uh, Harbaugh will probably get it. Andy Reid, we expected that team to be a Super Bowl contender. I mean, the 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 Ravens, and it's not just Jackson; it's their defenses. The pickup of Peters in the middle of the season, I really think that you know it'll go to Harbaugh, but it should go to Tomlin. Tomlin's done it with probably the least amount of talent in the entire league. Mm. Can we pick worst coach, too? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you, I think they've been fired already, right? No, 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 no. Who do you think is Kenny, the worst coach?
1: Cleveland's still got their coach. And oh, Dallas has yes. still got their coach. So would you uh, say
0: Cleveland has not only the worst coach, but the most out-of-shape coach?
1: Well, you know, uh, Andy Kelly is not exactly Mr. America or Mr. <laughs> Universe. Andy read, you mean? Yeah, Andy Reid, excuse me. Andy Kelly was old quarterback for Tennessee. Uh, you know, Freddie Kitchens does look like he's got crumbs on his face. And it's, it's strange when he played quarterback for Alabama, he was a skinny-looking little guy. I mean, it's such an undisciplined group. I, I mean, again, and it just, it's just seems to fell apart. When he came out with that T-shirt, Pittsburgh started that yeah. was so petty. And, you know, we I need to take this point to do a uh, promotional message. Uh, Mr. Landry has 10 more catches than OBJ right now. Uh, <laughs> Nate? So, Nate, get that Panther jersey ready. We want pictures. All right. 10-pass you know, uh, 10, give... 10, 10, 10, 10 lead right now.
0: Nice. Uh, Ernest made a bet with one of our co-hosts, uh, Nate Moyer, about between those two. And OBJ looks like he's ready to move on let me do a well, heard, point here the
1: story supposedly him and landry at the cardinals game the cardinals players claim that they were all shouting pick us up please trade for us." Now, <laughs> both of them denied that after the game but you know how bad off you've got to be if you want to be traded to the Cardinals.
0: yeah well that's that's pretty fun at least kyle murray will get to the ball um, and I'm, we can't forget dallas either yeah, well, I want to get back to the coach of the year for a second. Okay. I'm going to pick Matt LeFleur for a couple of reasons. and make making my argument for this dude.
1: All right. As first, much, yeah, that's kind of hard in your neighborhood to be Yeah, well, through.
0: I live up in Michigan. But consider this. How much of an ego does Rodgers have, first of all? A lot, right? And then the Packers look like they didn't have much of a defense. And he goes in, convinces Rodgers not to throw the ball 100 times. Convinces the team that they're a running team so they can protect their defense. And they're playing great football. And I'm thinking that guy has Jedi mind tricks to convince Aaron Rodgers not to throw the ball all the time. And um, he even has Rodgers thinking he's old and almost ready to retire. So I think Matt Lafleur gets a lot of credit for that. I think he may be my number one. But I think you're right. Mike Tomlin deserves, just for all the headaches... He had to go through. And then all the years, he had Antonio Brown. How much headache did he have to deal with that dude all the time? And so we forget you, Bell. Bell, too. So maybe we should have a Coach of the Year award and then the Advil uh, Pain Coach of the Year. I mean, the guy who has to take the most Advil to get through a year.
1: The fact that he has won games with Delvin Hodges at quarterback, who I would venture to say, 99.9% of the NFL fans could not name or even knew that he was a quarterback at the beginning of the season. And the fact that even though they lost to the Jets and he looked like an undrafted rookie, I mean, that's that's the most work. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. Uh, you're in pretty good shape. The GM picked up those two ty- two defensive ends. And had a pretty good draft. So uh, I give more credit to him than LaFleur. You know, again, I got to see Kai's coach for more than a year. The Rams are showing that one-year wonders don't really last Uh, that long. All right.
0: Okay, so we all know player of the year has got to be Lamar Jackson, right? Oh, no doubt. Okay, so let's get to the rookie of the year. And I have two top ones, and you tell me which one you think will win. Do you think it's Josh Jacobs, a running back for the Raiders, or Miles Sanders, a running back for the Eagles?
1: My gracious. Considering where the Eagles have come from, I would say probably him. And and, and the thing is, uh, he, I really didn't remember him doing that much. Because he wasn't
0: a starter. He had to play behind uh, yeah, Barkley. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, State. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's it. He was a backup. You know, you got you got some other choices in there too.
0: Well, nobody remembers rookie of the year, really. To be honest, I mean, we remember player of the year who wins the Super Bowl, maybe the coach of the year,
1: but rookie of the year, not too much. You got Haskins at the Redskins. You got Pollard, who's done fairly well for the Cowboys. AJ Brown has been really underrated. For the Titans at wide receiver. Uh, I mean, he he's someone that it was, you know, part of that Mississippi group. That so that's that's yeah, I think more than those two. I mean, you look at the defensive side, uh the you know, bonding with the with the, the the Buccaneers, Crosby with the Raiders, Devin Bush. Yeah, Steelers. There's a name that should be very familiar with you with the Steelers. Josh Allen with the Jaguars has done very well. Mm-hmm. And and can I throw a candidate I think is probably a more deserving candidate? It's Nick Bosa. What he's yeah. done with San Francisco. Even with the injuries, I will go with Nick Bosa. Okay.
0: All right. Well, let's get to America's team here now. Uh, I was <laughs> trying to think of... The most miserable fan base in the NFL. And first, I think of my Lions Carolina Panthers. Or your Panthers. I mean, we yeah, both yeah. have some miserable fan bases. I mean, even the Jets are winning right now a little bit. And then the Giants look a little hopeful with Jones as a quarterback. And Buccaneers we, look good. Even the Buccaneers, if they get Winston stop throwing turnovers. I mean, the dude, I just don't know if his if he can just discipline himself enough. Anyways, let's stick to the Cowboys here for a second.
1: Well, I was going to say, he would have been a perfect quarterback in the eighties. He is the modern version of Brett Favre, (laughs) a gun for an arm. And you know, it's either going to be interception or it's going to be a spectacular pass. Now this last game, he had a broken thumb and I know he threw four picks, but he is spectacular to watch. And you know, and Bruce Arians is a little un, non-committal about bringing him back. He is in his free agency year. But I digress. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: So I know your son, Jordan is a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. Yes. And uh Skip Bayless, who's not my favorite TV announcer, has a little clip on Twitter where he's in his um house he's taken off his uh Elliot uh, jersey, Ezekiel Elliott, Dallas jersey, and throwing in the trash and taking off his hat and throwing in the trash. If you were the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, what would you do to correct this team?
1: Well, you know, they scored the most points. They were the top offensive team, so it's not the problem in offense. Now, I think they do make some strange decisions on offense. I think Elliott needs to run between tackles. I hate when they try to pull him, he runs outside because he's he just – doesn't have the speed to turn the corner, uh, you know. And and watching that game yesterday, where's Cooper at? I mean, you're driving for a potential score, tying touchdown. Cooper. I mean, there's some strange substitutions. Some, they had a third and one. They did not run Elliott. I mean, there's uh, coaching decisions. I know you got a rookie. You got Kellen Moore, their offensive coordinator. He's a rookie, but but offensively they scored, and Dak was injured. Yeah, Their their problem is defense. Now, Vander Esch was out, and that was a big difference at linebacker. But they paid a lot of money to Lawrence. I don't think it's just defense.
0: Did you see the way that sideline was? At one point, Garrett's going down, their head coach, Jason Garrett's, going down the line trying to get the people motivated, clapping his hand, and they were ignoring the man. I mean, he had no say, no sway, no influence on what was going on. They've Dead man walking.
1: Dead man walking. That's pretty much dead man walk. Well, they need a defensive coach. Um, you know, they're talking about getting Adams from the Jets all Dicka, year Dicka. long. Dicka. Yeah, Ditka, I can see him coming. I, <laughs> I, I, I like Robert Sala, I really do. He's the defensive Too young, uh, though, man. Too young. I, I would rather go young coach and give a chance. You know, but McVay, about, you don't like McVay, and he's young. So uh, I'd rather that than a retread. You know, Marinelli coached. He was 0-16 for your Lions. He's the co-defensive coordinator. You always give the job to Rod Marinelli.
0: He always looks like he's ready to sell you some shoes on a corner, Marinelli. (laughs) I don't know why.
1: Well, you know, the Richard, the, the defensive coordinator, was supposed to be a candidate for the Miami job, allegedly turned down the Miami job last year. Their defense is just a mess. I mean, they've got some great pieces, Jalen Smith and, and Yeah, but Sean their Lee last defensive linebacker.
0: coach didn't turn out so good. Bill Parcells.
1: Well, that's that's you know, if if they had handled a kick, they would have beat Seattle at Seattle. You don't know how far Ooh, they would
0: Tony try. Romo.
1: Yeah. Go under the bus. Tony Romo got that Romo under the bus. Remember now he gave Romo a chance when Bledsoe was a standing statue there all the time. <laughs> But they've got to get better defense. They scored it. They were the number one offense in the league. Now, again, there was some strange – Garrett made some strange decisions. You sit by and watch.
0: Now, this is the Dallas Cowboys. Do they not have some pull, some attraction to coaches out there, even maybe a coach at another team?
1: Only – no, because the coach is not going to make the decision. He's not going to draft the players. What is the old Parcells line? If I'm going to cook in the kitchen, I want to buy the groceries. And any coach comes in knows he will not be part of the decision-making process. He won't have drafting. He won't be able to, to, to develop the the staff. He's going to have his coaching staff selected for him. And, you know, the owner is the general manager. There's no buffer between you and the owner when the general manager is the owner. So that's the problem. Coaches don't. I know we've heard the rumors about Owen Meyer. Uh, Urban I mean, Meyer. Urban Meyer, excuse me. Meyer's not going Okay, Myers waiting for USC. We all know that. We know the rumors about Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley has a team that has been in the national championship foursome the last three years in a row. He is making more money than Jerry Jones will pay him. Yeah, that's true. You know, he goes there, he get fired in two years. He can be. He can, They'll build a statue of him in Oklahoma if he continues. I mean, again, college. Hey, Barry Switzer still alive. Uh, yeah, Barry can come by. <laughs> you know, kind of the yes man. Uh, he will pick some retread. Uh, I would not, Wade Phillips. Be, no, <laughs> Riverbroke Ron, Ron Rivero. Oh, wow, next Dallas Cowboy
0: coach. You heard it here first, folks. Have you heard it that anywhere else?
1: Yes, I've heard that rumor going around, and he fits the prototype. He's a type that does not. Want to be a GM, does not want to be in the process of getting the players. He is a veteran. He leads leadership. There's no leadership. You talked about the sidelines. There's no leadership on that team. But they're going to have to get defensive backs, and they're going to have to do something about the defensive line because they did not get pressure on the quarterback. So
0: Ron Rivera is so great, why did he get fired in Pantherville?
1: Because after 10 years, they quit listening to you. They tune you out. Players just tune you out. Is that what your kids have done to you? Well, let me see. I heard a pastor one time (laughs) tell me that after a certain period of time, they've heard all your sermons, and they're just not going to listen. I think that's true for principals. I think that's true for mayors, politicians. I think that's particularly true for coaches. Podcast hosts? Broadcast hosts, yes. They've heard all your stories. And I just think you're just not effective in leadership in that respect. Mm. And I think a change of venue happens. That's that's that happens. I mean, there's just few that can last that long these days. Pete Carroll's one of the few, but Pete Carroll's a cheerleader. Yeah, he and, is. And, and, and I mean that's that's the rare, hey. but you don't have the coaches last for ten years. What now.
0: about Ken Norton Jr. up at Seattle, their defensive coordinator?
1: Ken Norton's had and that's a former cowboy. Remember that. No, I'm saying. Uh, I I don't know. Too old? I, I, he's going to want a name. He's going to want an ex-coach. I'm all for bringing in, like, we're looking at Mike McCarthy, Carolina, which is a mistake because I don't like retreads. You know, the best <laughs> success we had was we brought in good assistance. So do you, know, do you think our
0: our listeners know that retreads goes back to tires? In the old days, they would take a, a tire that was worn out oh, yeah, and put a new enough. rubber on top of it, and it wouldn't last very long?
1: Now they, they, they fill themselves back up. Well, you know, we, we had that with George Seifert, and it just didn't work out. You know, guys have been there once before, they know they've already got their money. There's no incentive hey, to go all Vermeil, out. How about Dick Vermeil? That worked. Dick Vermeil is very special in the fact that he missed football so much, and he was out for twenty years. He went
0: from the Eagles, and then he went to the Rams. If you don't remember him, oh, and then he won I, a Super I, Bowl.
1: And of course, Belichick, Belichick, and Carroll—the two examples people give all the time of guys who who took time out uh, and came back. Now Vermeil left because of burnout. And, and, and was able to, he actually has a winery now in California and then came back to St. Louis and then, but he tried to get in Kansas city and that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I think getting young talent that's to the extent you can get them in, you don't have to overpay, uh, give them a chance. Like I said, I'm big on Sala at San Francisco. I'm big on the offensive coordinator. For the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Steelers, I mean, there's the good town. Usually, what you see is the coordinators with teams that are just winning, mm-hmm. and 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 the offense, offensive coordinator for Baltimore, also. But you usually have to wait till they get out of the playoffs to get an opportunity to see them play. I have a theory
0: I, that once a coach retires or gets fired, I think he has three to four years, and if he's not back within those three or four years, he's done. Now, what's the guy who's Coach Steelers, who's uh, analysis on CBS um, Sunday Studio host? The Chin. Yes, the Chin.
1: What's his name? Oh, uh, uh, we're blanking out here. And he actually just sold his home in in North Carolina. Uh, his wife passed away from skin cancer, and he, he from he went to school at NC State. And we're all blanking out. This is pathetic. We'll get it later. But I'm saying he's
0: been out too long initially. Every conversation, any job opening, he'd be considered. And then he would pass on because his life's not there right now.
1: Well, we we said the same thing about Gruden. And none of us uh, really thought that he'd ever come back. And not that it's been a rousing success in that respect. Bill Cowher
0: is who we're trying to. Bill Cowher. Thank you. There's only
1: been three coaches since 19... 67 mm-hmm. in pittsburgh which is amazing when you think about it because you you a you know, big cow, mike tomlin and of course uh before him chuck no
0: all right chuck no now we're really getting old all right, Ernest. right yeah, let's yes. go to our holidays section of this podcast we've gone 30 minutes of sports and last week we Decided, or a bracketology, that the favorite Christmas cookie was those peanut butter ones with the Hershey Kiss middle. Did you get yes. any feedback from any of your fans, your listeners, on our last podcast? Well, I
1: didn't get any free samples. That's what, what? I was looking for. I thought, thought we'd get some free samples. Yeah, respect. no free samples. No wow. free samples. And we said Chris, wife, Christmas Vacation
0: wife. was our favorite Christmas movie.
1: Yes, my wife got all over. I have to watch it. I have to sneak chocolate in. I, I got some peanut butter and chocolate pancakes at the beach. Ooh! I got a it's peanut butter inside the pancakes, covered with whipped cream and chocolate syrup. And were you super hyper, or did you crash after that? Uh, I was. I think I was super hyper. My my little wristband that I wear said I walked five point four miles. So I guess I was hyper. That's good. Fitbit, That's good. Fitbit. Yes, my little Fitbit.
0: All right. So I have some uh, Christmas traditions, and I want you to say which one you prefer, and then I'm going to take the other side just to be uh, Skip Bayless here. Ready?
1: Right. Taking people to the airport or meeting them at the airport. No, go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Christmas Eve or Christmas morning to open presents?
1: Uh we've already kind of split it up. We let the kids open one present on Christmas Eve to kind of kind of temper, keep them from sneaking down and then open the others on Christmas morning. As a kid did you sneak down Christmas Eve? No. I you didn't, didn't do the old I got to go to the bathroom and and cuz we would always, we still do. I still do to this day. My parents did also we would leave the tree and the outside lights on all night long.
0: Yeah, we did that. No, but we would sneak down at like quarter to seven and knock on my parents' door until they would open the door. Can we go? Yes, can we go? Can we go?
1: And then the the big thing with us was uh, we couldn't get up until the sun came up. So me and my brother would get up at five o'clock, the only day of the year we'd get up. And we had a little transistor radio, you know, the old, with the, a nine AM. volt battery, AM, AM/FM, the antenna, Ooh. and we would sit and listen, but you had to turn it down because we couldn't go to sleep because we were hyped and everything. And we would listen, and it was amazing. The news would always come on, it would always be. And I remember, as I was a child, we had the Vietnam War, we had uh, fighting in Africa, which we still do, and there was wars everywhere, and they'd always have ceasefires. And it was like the one day truly when, when people would, would calm down, you know, and the, you know, the fact there'd be no conflict. And at that time, news was a little sanitized, so you didn't get the beheadings and the drug shootings. Either it was going on, but they cleaned it up. And I always listened to uh, uh, BBC News because there'd be Christmas earlier there and they'd read some Dickens and everything. But we'd sit under the covers, conspire, listen to the radio, waiting for that last little gleam of the sun to come over. Oh You wow. wax so poet. Well, I think, yeah, that's... that's Me so, and my brother, when we get together, we still think about what we used to do as a child. And we'd always do the excuse because the bathroom was passed with a Christmas tree. Can I go to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. I gotta pee!
0: Yeah, and then you take a look and hope and... If something was was wrapped like a Christmas stick, hockey stick, you're in good shape. All right, so we would open also one thing on Christmas Eve, and doggone it, it was my grandma's pajamas. And then we had to sleep in those (laughs) things every Christmas Eve and while we really think about the rest of it. And then Christmas morning...
1: Clarify this. Pajamas from your grandmother, not your grandmother's pajamas.
0: Well, I have to admit, the way she made them... Almost looked like grandma's pajamas because they were very large and they were they were patterns like tiger patterns or cheetah patterns and they you'd wear them and doggone it if my dad didn't take pictures of us in those pajamas and so you know he loved to show those slides to other people and us and and one year I had tiger pajamas oh man they were the worst
1: not Detroit Tiger didn't have like the D on the 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 right hand side no 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 these are Detroit Tigers. So well, finally,
0: now, as a teenager, I rebelled and said I would not wear those on Christmas morning. And then we all got to wear our jeans and stuff, and that was a lot better. All I right, Ernest.
1: Were, I was wearing your long hair part. That was your rebellion, where the rest of us ran our hair long. Yes. You refused to wear your No, I had long hair. I know it's
0: hard to believe at one point. Oh, okay. Morning, long blonde I'll, hair, just like now, Jesus. Well, let um, me ask
1: you one more here. Did, did, did you always read the Nativity? story the night of christmas eve no 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 we, we did think. that we've always done that i still now it's just me and my wife we still do that out loud uh, and how i nice. use my linus voice too lights please
0: <laughs> all right white lights are colored lights for your trees
1: i like color i'm garish if you look at my lights outside you go this is the most tankiest thing or he's trying to signal aliens one of the two I, I like, yeah, my wife will get in there. We have one of those trees that you can adjust. Uh-huh. It's the, the you know, the LED lights that can be colored or it can be white. So it's a constant, it's like the thermostat battle. Uh-huh. You know, instead of moving the thermostat up and down, it's switching the lights to white to color. Yeah, I like garish, tacky colors. I have a, a light-up Homer Simpson at my front door.
0: Nothing so says that, Christmas like a light-up Homer system. That's
1: right. Don't! I mean, that's just... Uh, uh, I Like I said, I'm garish. I go over color. I'm more color than you think of. I have four laser lights. <laughs> which I'm blinding airplanes as we speak. Okay. Star or angel top? There's a funny story about the angel, but you know that story, don't you? No. Okay uh angel went to santa claus and santa claus was having a hard time it was pushing you know it's getting close uh, to oh this is gonna spot. be bad isn't it for no 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 it's all, all, it's all right and and santa's had it is about elves are coming in they're complaining his wife's oh you know you eat too much your outfit's gonna fit in and all of a sudden angel comes in with the tree and says santa where you want me to put this tree but a bum Right up your... Yes, yes. Uh We have an angel. Uh, I'll go with the angel.
0: Yeah, we want the angel too. I mean, I grew up with Star, and my um, brother used to work at Sears. <laughs> <laughs> and at Sears, he bought this really bright star with like eight lights on it. And my parents were so kind to him, we put it up anyways. But it would curve down because the tree couldn't sustain the weight of it. So we use an angel now. Okay, real or artificial tree? Oh, we we
1: have to tell the kids in the audience, Sears, it was like Amazon in one location. You may not (laughs) remember it. It was a store. It was like JCPenney.
0: Oh, oh, like Kmart. uh, Uh, Yes,
1: Kmart. Yeah, we used to go to these locations to shop. They were called malls. And they were all inside. And they'd have a video gaming place at a pretzel place, and all the teenagers hung up. I know this is for your time, just to kind of like this is old men trying to bring you up to date. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, Sears. Hey, um, we and used robot. to look at the catalog. They send out a catalog every year. Oh, then...
1: oh, it always come out on my birthday, and we would lug that thing around like the Bible. We would make into we would crease the corners yeah i know where I'm you like,
0: crease the corners where the ladies
1: bra the lingerie went. the lingerie no well yeah, know toy section just toy, used to get three used to get sears pennies and montgomery ward yes and they come out in september and there's actually a guy came out uh, there was a website that i read a lot called uni watch which keeps up with uniforms and hats and the guy printed an old 1974 uh he scanned 1974 uh, JCPenney uh, Christmas catalog. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it was just, it just, it just—you couldn't help look, not look at, it and just smile and go mm. like, "Boy, my life was so easy." And all I was wanting was that electronic football game, which would vibrate, and and a couple of Baltimore Colts books, and and life was good. And it's just, there's just something about Christmas as a child. It's it's the opportunities and chances. We we get it later when we get married and when you have kids. All those things are built upon the opportunities that are come from, the excitement of the unknown, the scary part, but it's the opportunities of what the future holds. Right. And in about 15 minutes, we would play with the boxes. There
0: you go. All right, we're moving on, Ernest, before we wax right. too poetically here. Okay, sorry, sorry. No, that's all right. Just a little nostalgia, folks. Just it doesn't hurt you,
1: you know. Just like man. cod
0: liver oil, just take it. It'll be all right. Get off my lawn! <laughs> um, all right, inflatable Christmas decorations or not?
1: <laughs> I have one of those also. I have an inflatable snowman, Frosty. Uh, my my late mother, who I've, I'm missing now for 13 years, had the uh, plastic nativity sink. And I could, you know, she would put up a lot of garbage with me, which most people do. And I used to say, Mom, I don't think Jesus died of our sins so that we would stick a light bulb in a plastic incarnation of him. I think, what would all the shepherds and all those think? that To celebrate Jesus' birth, we're putting plastic images outside, but— Lo and behold, when she passed, so it's we better all... put
0: a Homer Simpson symbol than the nativity. Is that what you're saying?
1: Well, I think it's less sacrilegious.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I I, I, so...
1: I, I think it's a, less sacrilegious. So and... I
0: announced in front of a whole church that I was really looking to buy those set of three plastic or four or five plastic uh, nativity sets to put outside my house. And I couldn't find any of the stores around here because it's such a heathen area that I live in. This is back <laughs> about eight years ago. And well, you, the you, next you're day,
1: you're under tree a law there, aren't you? Yeah.
0: The next day, um, on my desk, on my desk, on my front porch, there was a whole set. Now it wasn't ah. brand new; it was banged up, but it was a full set. And I, I put it out every year. I built my own little nativity wooden um, shelter for it. I lit it up every year, and then, and on my porch, I always put a, John, a Charlie Brown Christmas tree there, and then I'd light, you know, so. I've done the whole thing. I've blown a lot of circuits. It's so much fun. I miss that. All right, Ernest, we're going to move on to Christmas songs just because we want to. Okay. All right. And this is Bracketology here, just with the two of us. All righty. Rudolph or Holly Jolly Christmas? Both from the same special. I know. Uh, Rudolph,
1: Gene Autry, the original Gene Autry, Rudolph.
0: I agree. Silver Bells or Jingle Bells? Jingle Bell Rock or Jingle Bells? Just regular Jingle Bells, Jingle, Jingle, Batman Smells, Robin made an egg. What was the first one? Jingle Bells or Silver Bells?
1: Bells. Bing Crosby, Silver Bells. Uh,
0: I would go with Jingle Bells just because it's fun to copy. But we'll call it a tie for now.
1: That's like the Bing Crosby. And my dad had a Bing Crosby album that we would play. That's another thing you don't know about kids vinyl record. Actually, they're coming back. They are way
0: kid. back, man. All right, here's a uh, three uh, bracket. You have to pick 21 of these three. Okay. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. <laughs> I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is you.
1: I don't think Mariah Carey was really talking about me.
0: Uh, lesser <laughs> Just three wait a second, evils. folks. Let me laugh at that image of Ernest okay. Watts with Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. I can't do it. I just lesser, can't do it.
1: Lesser of three evils. No grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> no, uh, I can't stand uh, that song. Uh, Neither
0: can my mom. By the way, we so. got
1: to do a category of the worst. The Christmas song we can't. We hate the worst. Uh, I will go with the lesser of three evils and Mariah Carey. That's what Nick Cannon says. But go ahead.
0: Oh, oh, oh. all right. I'll just go along with you, just to be nice. If you give me that, will you give me Jingle Bells? I'll give you Jingle Bells. All right, all right. This is called negotiation and agreeing to disagree, folks. Too bad it's done at different levels. There's so
1: many horrible songs, but go ahead. All
0: right, the last is a three-peat. Two here: Blue Christmas, Santa Baby, or White Christmas.
1: Uh, You know. White Christmas actually came from a non-Christmas movie. I know Holiday Inn. Yeah, and it's Bing Crosby again. And and uh, what was the first one again? This uh, is what I, had, I had a blue. Christmas uh, that, that's Elvis. Uh, I'll go with White Christmas.
0: Yeah, me too. And Santa Baby is the one that you know. That one in uh,
1: er- Eartha Kitt really sung that first, yes. and then Madonna picked it up and yeah. really ruined it. <laughs> I mean, Eartha Kitt's version was very materialistic. It was done in the 50s. And, actually, and Eartha Kitt, one of the original Catwomen, back with Adam West and the original Batman, did a, a very different type of version. Now can we go with the worst songs?
0: There no, are no, we so got to vote for these. Rudolph or, oh, okay. or Jingle oh, Bells?
1: Oh, oh, we're doing Sweet 16. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rudolph.
0: All right. I'm going to go Rudolph, too. All I want for Christmas
1: or White Christmas? A oh, White Christmas. Me So it's Rudolph versus White Christmas. Uh, because all Because you're probably going to get a White Christmas, and I'm not. I will go with White Christmas. I'm going to go for White Christmas, too. It was Bing Crosby's
0: number one hit of all his songs, and he's an old guy. Look him up. We're not going to get a white Christmas. It's going to be in the 40s and 50s up here. And I'm not upset about that because I had a white Thanksgiving. We had like five inches on Thanksgiving. So let's move on. There's one last thing. So if you could only watch... here's I'm going to talk about series of movies because right now in the movie theater are the latest Star Wars movie, which neither of us has seen yet. But if you could only have enough time to watch a series, a bunch of sequel movies... Would it be Star Wars or Star Trek?
1: Oh, Trek. Wow. You know the difference between those two group of movies? Star Wars is essentially a group of movies about faith, the force. Star Trek is essentially rationale science. This is true. I mean, it's, it's basically, if you can, like, boil it down to the central theme, that's the difference. And, and you know, again, both parts, reason and science and faith, are very important to everybody's lives. I don't think it's an either-or situation, but I'm, I'm a Trekkie. I mean, I've even, I mean, you know, every other movie is a bad one, but, uh, and I'm interested to see Picard when it comes out in, uh, in, in January to see how they, they deal with that. But yeah, yeah, I'll go with Star Trek. Now JJ
0: Abrams has done movie for both Yes. You think he's done better with Star Trek
1: than Star Wars? He revitalized Star Trek. Uh I know the first movie he did with Star Trek Star Wars was was well received. The second one has not. He didn't do the, the second
0: it, one as far as No, no, uh,
1: That was uh and I forgot the other Ryan name. Johnson ryan johnson who did knives out uh yeah you know, it, it, the problem with trilogies in general if you look back at trilogies you know they always say sequels are not as good as the original but if you do a trilogy it tends to be the middle movie right tends to be the strongest dark knight was the best of the star wars series uh no, dark knight
0: what you mean the empire strikes back
1: no, I'm talking about Batman. Empire Strike Back was the best of the original trilogy of S- Star Wars.
0: Okay. Batman,
1: with all trilogies in general, the second movie tends to be the strongest. And,
0: uh, and people are uh, saying that it did, had, didn't happen the last three Star Wars.
1: Well, I think Last Jedi was a lot of people liked because Ryan Johnson really took some... He, he kind of got away from the mythology. You know, uh, the big argument I've heard about... Uh, You know the uh, the last Skywalker is it tends to be a fan made movie. It tends to be a movie that fans wanted. Ryan Johnson kind of stepped out that and did more creativity. And I think Irwin uh, Kimpler did that with uh, Empire Strikes Back. And I think when you look at the second of the original X Men movie, that was the strongest. I think Dark Knight was stronger than Batman Begins. Or the Dark Knight Rises. I think when you do a trilogy, because the middle one, you're able to, you know, for one thing, you know, you're not going to finish the story. You don't have to wrap everything out. You don't have to tie it up in a string. You can kind of leave things hanging in that respect. I think it's, it's easier. Again, sequels, if you're just doing two sequels, sequel tends to be weaker. But if you do a trilogy, you've got something built over three movies. I think the middle one tends to be the same. I like
0: that because I'm a middle child. See, the first one's oh, pretty so good. You, the you, last one's overrated. The middle one, yeah. That's, turns out best. Yeah, that's it. I'm just, you know, I'm the middle child. That's the way I it mean, works.
1: I mean, that's the X-Men 2, I thought, of the original X-Men series, which much more superior. I thought Days of Future Past, the X-Men, the second incantation of it, I thought the one with Wolverine, I thought that was very strong. As opposed to the last one, I just I think that's what happens. All right, we got two more
0: things. And we got to wrap this baby up. Uh, creepy or not, driving around looking at Christmas lights, but actually looking in people's houses because if they they have their lights on.
1: Well, I've never, I've done some bad things in my life. I've also always told people when it comes to the Judgment Day, don't get behind me because it'll be a long wait. But I've never even thought of that in my lifetime. No, I just. <laughs> I just like the light. I mean, boy, that's putting a real evil element (laughs) in something. Uh, There was somebody,
0: I won't mention the name, that told me that they just like driving around looking inside people's houses at night and not just around Christmas.
1: I'd say that if people don't have curtains, they're probably exhibitionists. (laughs) I have curtains and I have blinds, so no one's looking in my house.
0: Uh, My wife and I noticed all these design shows when they do this reveal of how nice it is, there's never any curtains. And we're thinking, that's not practical. Um, so the other thing we need to get to is that our sons are in the final of the Great American Man Podcast Fantasy Football League. And after all these weeks, Justin Watts and David Arnold are now tonight in the final matchup with the Packers against the, um, the Vikings. And that will influence. So they will get the winner will get a trophy from 1972 with an old-fashioned real metal football player on top with a little tag at the bottom, and the loser will get a slap on the back and say, try it again, buddy. So my son said, Dad, make sure you make a mention of that. So I know Ernest stays away from anything fantasy. Yeah, fun? I had
1: nothing to do with this whatsoever. I, I uh, Again, I used to draft when he was playing college football, uh, because he would be in training camp, I would uh, draft his teams for him. But no, I have nothing to do with this whatsoever. Uh, again, I, I could not root against my team because I'd be worried about points. So y'all have heard my dry bait about that in that respect. So wish him both luck. Maybe it'll finish up in a tie. If, if no. David wins, does that mean he gets the Randy Johnson baseball back? No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Inside joke, folks. Inside yeah. joke.
0: Ernest, you got a minute and a half to close it down.
1: Worst Christmas songs. Quickly.
0: Worst it, ones. Grandma got run over jingle. by reindeer.
1: The dogs barking jingle bells. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, there's,
1: there's some terrible, yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't know where the animal thing, there's one about the Christmas donkey, the Italian Christmas oh, donkey. yes. Dominique. I mean, there's some horrible. Uh, last Christmas... Is yeah, I've heard that I'm sick so. of it, and you know everybody made a fuss about. Baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, because it is a date rape song, and whoa, it seems whoa, like. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, no. Listen to the lyrics. I... <sighs> Have one more drink. It's cold outside. My mom and dad are worried, my brother. Oh, come on, come on, have a have a rope hole. yeah, have have a drink, have some rope. It's a date rape song. It has nothing to do with Christmas No, no, no. Christmas you, is not mentioned. Uh,
0: sir, no, sir, no, sir, no.
1: But it seems like we've heard that <laughs> excuse me, so many times this year. We've been inundated by that song on all the people have short memories.
0: At- it was all negative last year, and now they're anyways. But, is this is how I you're mean, gonna
1: wrap it up. Well, it was something of the 50s, and I think it just shows how things have changed. No. Uh, Christmas is a very special time. Again, I talked about how me and my brother, we used to listen. The world seemed to be at peace at one day, and then the next day we go back. But we're not promised Christmas. Uh, both Paul and I have lost uh, parents, and, and, and Paul's lost a sibling over the holidays. And so we're not promised that we're going to have another Christmas. And as our families get larger and they get more diverse and they get more spread out, it gets much more difficult. So appreciate that little time you get together. It's, my uh, kids give me a hard time because we all sit down for dinner, and I always talk about how special it is to have everybody sitting together. And you know, they're young and they think they're indestructible, and uh, you know, to the point that they don't realize how precious time is. Because when you have more behind you than you have in front of you, like me and Paul, you realize it's not the material possessions. Are you talking about my rear end now? No, I'm talking about our lives. Oh, okay. It's not the material possessions. It's not the accomplishments. It's not your jobs. It's not who tells you the greatest thing in the world. It's not if your team wins or loses. It is the precious time we get with family. Family, you don't like
0: It's a Wonderful Life after that little...
1: Speech? No, it's manipulative. It all really right,
0: is. all right, all right. So now I would say, I'm going to close it out. There's a commercial right now out there. I don't even know who is promoting it. But this guy stressed out with his family, and his wife comes up and says, she always tells me two words, look around. And selling what, diamonds. It's yeah, selling and diamond jewelry. Ernest is right. Look around. Um, you're blessed, and if you're not blessed, you don't think, look around, you realize, compared to a lot of people, you are. We always compare people have more. We rarely compare to people who have less, and I think Christmas is a good time to do that. And I'm going to end with a joke, Ernest. Ready? Hopefully
1: it's better than my angel joke.
0: (laughs) What nationality is Santa Claus? Uh,
1: North Polish. I thought it it's it's always Russian. North Uh, Polish, uh, man. uh, North Polish? Uh, That's a tough neighborhood in that respect. (laughs) No
0: respect. Are you kidding me? All right, you've Um, listened to Pardon the Confusion. We just finished our 80th episode, and we're glad that you're listening to us on iTunes, or you can go to redcircle.com, or listen to us on great uh, country numbers. Oh, sportscountry.net. Sorry, man. I had a little mental breakdown. Maybe too many cookies I've ate lately. So we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We'll probably do another podcast next weekend. So for Ernest Watts, uh, this is Paul Arnold. Have a good night.